invite Jessica up, grabbing your notes. Okay, one of the things we do here at Hamilton Baptist is when anyone gets baptized, we like to hear from the person themselves, hear a bit about their story and just why they've come to this decision. So you've all heard, this is Jessica, but Jessica, can you let us know a little bit about yourself, um, what you do at school, hobbies, just let everyone here know who you are. I'm 15 and a half and I live with my mum and Graham and David and my dog Buddy and my cat Archie and Royal and my dad lives in Glasgow. I play clarinet but I'm not, I don't really like practising or going to band and I kind of struggle with reading the music part but I like, I like it. I, I guess sing all the time everywhere and I go to Girls Brigade every Thursday. I like watching Casualty whilst doing my mum's ironing which she does pay me for it. Um, I like talking, which I do quite a lot, and more if I'm happy or nervous, which I, I talk quite a lot. I think maybe we should all go back and ask our parents, can you pay me to do jobs? <laughs> One little story about Jessica's dog. I was up for a visit at their house, and let's just say her dog particularly liked my glass of water. Um, so if you're ever up at their house, protect your glass of water. Um, Jessica, tell us about when you became a Christian. Um, I became a Christian in May 2014, um, and I was in first year. And I was at my first women's conference in Cherish. Um, I knew Christ before, but I didn't really know what being a Christian meant. Um, the theme of the conference was wear love out, and I realised what the love of Jesus was and how special I was. Because of um, unthinkable like tragedies that happened um, in 2014, it was a really dreadful year for the whole family. Um, my faith in Christ makes me helps me make sense of life, and it makes me feel brave. And I know no matter what that I'm loved. Um, when I became a Christian, I prayed and I asked God to forgive my sins, and I gave my life to Him. And at the conference, there was literally an army of women. There was about 5,000 women there. Um, the host, Charlotte Gamble, um, shared a pledge she had written for all those who wanted to, um, to accept Jesus into their life. Um, I don't know if you have a copy of it or I've got a wee... Um, I will show it. There's the pledge. Are you going to read it? Yeah, okay, there you go. Um, I pledge to increase the love that will reduce the pain, to soften my speech for the greater gain, to let things go so I can liberate my growth. I pledge to remove the edge that heart built, to erase the lines that fear drew, to embrace the love that will heal me, speak the confession that will free me. I pledge to put things right and forgive the wrong, to allow mercy to move and grace to be my song. For I was made to live free, free from the wedge of sin, sickness, offence and brokenness. I refuse to let others hem my future, to allow circumstances to contain my dreams, lies to limit my destiny. I step out. Love anyway, give anyway, believe anyway, praise anyway, having full confidence my God will make a way. So I raise the edges and embrace the adventure. I move around beyond the edge. This is my solemn pledge. Okay. So why today are you getting baptised? I feel like that's what God's been asking me to do for quite a while. Um, I did a course um, with David, the pastor, and... I realised that was what I wanted to do and I've been putting it off for a, a while now but um, I just kept thinking about it and thought okay. that's 
Now, my next question is written down here, favourite Bible passage. And I've managed to already take a sneak at the notes that Jessica's brought up. And it says, I actually have three. Um, For this one time, I'm going to let you do all three. Um, What are your favourite Bible passages? Um, Well, my first one links back to Cherish and the theme of love. Um, Love is your basic all-purpose garment. It's from Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. Um, so basically you shouldn't forget about love because love's basic and you always need love because it's like you wouldn't leave shoes without your you wouldn't leave the house without your shoes so as a Christian why would you leave the house without love and the second one is love one another as I have loved you so you must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another Um, John chapter 13 verse 34 to 35 and it's kind of the same idea because everything comes back to love and it's just, it's basic. And my last one is, um, God is the light and in him there is no darkness at all. It's from First John um, 1 verse 5. Um, no matter how dark life is, God's always the light and in the darkness. Okay, I like that phrase. You wouldn't leave the house without your shoes, so why should you leave without love? going to use that in my next sermon. Thank you for that one. I'm going to invite our senior pastor, David, up. Um, David did baptismal classes um, with Jessica. I think there's three or four classes you go through, and it just talks through baptism and what it is, and, and David was the one that went through it. So David's coming up, and if you want to pass the mic to David, he's going to be praying for Jessica just at this moment for her confession of faith. Thanks very much, Jessica. Let's just come and pray together. Father, we want to give thanks to you for Jessica. We want to thank you for the way that you've been at work in her life and what she's already said, that you've brought her through difficult and trying times and sometimes her health isn't that great. But Father, we thank you that your love and your light and the joy that Jesus brings shines out so powerfully from her life. We want to thank you for all you've done in her so far, that you've brought her to this point where she wants to share with us all that she knows Jesus, that Jesus has changed her, and that Jesus is with her every day of her life. Father, we ask that you'll help us all as we see this baptism, just to get a sense of the reality of what it means, and an understanding that the, the death and resurrection of Jesus, that there was, this was done not just for Jessica, but for every person here, and that we by faith, can make the blessing that that brings. We can make it ours in our life. But Lord, we ask that as Jessica is baptized, that she'll know that you're present and she'll know that you are pleased at what she's doing, that she'll sense your living presence in her heart. Lord, we ask that you'll be with her this night in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jessica's just going to head off and get ready. And in the meantime, uh, Andrew is going to take um, lead. He's going to perform, the, 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 the team is going to perform this song. When we're looking at this song, please just reflect on what Jessica has just shared. And uh, following on from the song, there'll be a short video on baptism. And then we'll undertake the baptism just after the video if you want to head off. Let's pray once more. Father, as we just come to your word, I pray that you teach us something new, that you refresh our souls, that we become excited about your word, 
that it is something that we live for. And Father, just as we finish that song, shout Hosanna. Father, I pray that we will be shouting Hosanna this week. Father, I pray that in the heavenly realms there will be shouts of Hosanna as a young heart expresses their faith for you. Father, I pray now as we go into your word, be with us and keep our hearts and ears open. I pray this in your name. Amen. Okay, well, over the last few months, we've been concentrating on 1 John, and we've been looking at what it means to live in the light and to run or flee from darkness. And what we witness tonight is probably the ultimate expression of that, is someone saying that they live for Jesus and that they will run and flee from the devil. Tonight, I'm going to do a little bit different. We're going to deviate away from 1 John. You'll soon understand why. We're going to look at what baptism actually means, what it means to Jessica, but also what it means to each one of us, and I hope encourage each one of you to consider for your own lives what your faith is and how you express your faith. Uh, Just a couple of very, very quick facts to know about baptism. The word baptism in Greek is baptizo, which means to submerge. And the word submerged is used by Jesus in describing his own baptism, but also John the Baptist himself. And it means to be fully under the water. That is why you saw Jessica go fully under the water. And we'll explain in a few moments what that means. We're shown examples of baptism by John the Baptist himself, baptizing Jesus. But also in the early church, we read about it in Acts as well. We can also read in John chapter 1 about baptism. It is a biblical thing. So what you witness tonight is something that God teaches for each one of us to do. Also, the early church in Acts grew dramatically. And we read in Acts 1, 2, and 3 that they were growing in thousands upon thousands of people coming to know Jesus. Each one was baptized. So what you witness tonight is not just a a gimmick for soul. It is not something that we freely just go, shall we do this? It is something that has deep meaning and it is something that is biblical. When Jessica was talking about her classes that she went through, we used this book called Believe and Be Baptized. And it's just a very simple book teaching about baptism and it helps us consider what it is. And there's actually four really interesting points in this book and I'm going to use those headings to explain what baptism is. Uh, For any youth leaders, if you do want to chat with me afterwards, Uh, about this book you can buy it from glow uh, and also faith mission and come and see me afterwards if you if you're looking for a copy i can point you in the right direction but this book states four things that baptism is and this is where we're going to concentrate together so number one baptism is obedience to jesus baptism is obedience to jesus before jesus ascended to heaven before, uh, after the, the crucifixion, resurrection, but before he went to heaven, Jesus gave us this great commission. And it wasn't this flippant thing he said. It wasn't just a, a kind of kind reminder. It was a command. It was a direction. It was obey what I am about to say. And in the great commission, we read in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always 
to the very end of age. The interesting thing about this Great Commission, this command, is we always concentrate on go. So we talk about missions. If you go to church, you'll hear about Christians um, going abroad and serving Jesus in places like Papua New Guinea. And we talk about missions. When we talk about this phrase, make disciples, churches bring programs together. We think how we can disciple one another. We think how we can bring people into God's family. But sometimes we forget the next phrase, baptizing them. You see, as Christians, we are to go, share the good news, share the gospel, share what we have shared with you in 1 John over the last few months. But then as people become Christians, we are to baptize them. That is a command of Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 9, it says this, So whether we are at home or away, make it our aim to please him. You see, this command has been given to us to go make disciples and baptize them. And we don't do this out of obligation. Of course, we want to obey God, but we do it because we want to please him. You see, when Jessica shares her faith, she talked about love. And the greatest act of love was Jesus dying on the cross for each one of us. And in return, we love Jesus back. We want to please him by honoring what his word tells us to do. But more importantly, in John 15 and verse 14, it says, If you love me, you will obey what I command. You see, this is, this is the simple aspect of baptism. Is when you become a Christian, you love Jesus. And because you love Jesus, you want to please Jesus. And how do you please Jesus? You do what Jesus commands. It's a simple process. So... When the Great Commission says, go make disciples and baptize them, we as a church here, we as a body, obey God because we love him. And we want to baptize people so they can express their own faith. They can express that with all their heart, mind and soul, that they love Jesus. Not out of obligation, but because they have a heart for Jesus. Okay, number two. Baptism is our confession of Jesus. I asked Uh, Jessica, a couple of questions to answer. And then I said, upon your confession. It is our confession of Jesus. In the book, Believe and Be Baptized, baptism is described as an outward sign, something you show of an inward faith. The faith is of the heart and baptism shows that faith. It expresses it fully out. God didn't want to keep our faith to ourselves. If God wanted us to keep our faith to ourselves, then none of you would be here because we wouldn't be bothered by this. We want to do this because we want to share faith with you. We want to share Jesus with you. We want to share the most important thing that you could ever learn in these evenings. John McKinnon from Calderwood Baptist came and spoke to us uh, just, I think it was last week or the week before, and he concentrated on this verse, Romans 1.16. I am not ashamed of the gospel. And you see, this is what Jessica and all those who get baptized are saying, is they are not ashamed to say, Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. And I will, bapti- I will get baptized. I will show my faith because I am not ashamed. And you see, when Jesus, when we fall in love with Jesus, we're not ashamed. Why? Because it's the Son of God who died on a cross so that I can live. 
why would I be ashamed about that? Why would I be ashamed about the Son of God having a relationship with me? And so baptism is a clear shout of, I am not ashamed of the gospel. This is all backed up in Matthew 10 and verse 32, which says, Everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. You see, baptism is that public expression of saying, I believe in God the Father. I believe in his Son, Jesus And I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And when that is expressed, Jesus acts as an advocate to the Father. You are part of Jesus' family. You are heirs to the throne of the Son of God. But here's the negative side to that. Whoever denies, whoever says, I don't want Jesus. I can't be bothered with Jesus. I can't be bothered with this church thing that my parents take me to. The awful reality is that Jesus says, then you are not mine. How can I be your advocate? How can I be your counselor? How can I be your comforter? You're not mine. In simple terms, those who are being baptized are expressing, Jesus is Lord. I am not ashamed to say that I love him and I want to share with each one of you the good news. Okay, point number three, baptism is our dedication to Jesus. Baptism is our dedication to Jesus. Romans 6.13 says this, Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments of righteousness. We have talked a lot in the last three months about living in the light and what that means. To live in the light means to live how Christ wants you to live. It means saying no to that past life. It means saying no to sin. It means getting rid of all that dirt and grimy things in your life. It means not running around with the same crowd doing the same thing. It means living your life in a brand new way. So new that no one even recognizes who you are anymore because you are being made new in Jesus. And you see, God here commands us to present ourselves in total surrender. To say, okay, God, that life is gone. This is me now. Take hold of me and do whatever you will. Take me where you want me to go. Command me to do what you want me to do. I'm surrendering all to you. And when you do that, he teaches us to bring ourselves from death, from life, to present ourselves as Christians. And that simply means, if you are a Christian here tonight, it means don't live your life in sin any longer. God doesn't want that sin. He dealt with that on the cross with Jesus. You don't need to live in guilt. You don't need to live in fear. And you don't need to live bound by that sin. Jesus sets us free from that. And therefore, he says, present yourself to me in surrender. Romans 12.1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. This is one of the most incredible ways to worship God. To say, I am yours, and I want to let the world know about it. This is what baptism is. 
is saying, God, I'm presenting myself. I sin. I am a sinner. I am useless without you. But I present myself to you because I know in you I am made perfect. In you I am made beautiful. In you I can do amazing, awesome things. And so baptism is a spiritual worship of giving God the glory. Fourth and finally, I'm just going to concentrate a little bit more on this area. Baptism is our identification with Jesus. And this can all be found in Romans chapter 6 and from verse 3. I'm going to read it all through and then explain it. From verse 3. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. Later it says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, for sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. You see, baptism has more meaning than just a simple expression of faith. When you stand in the water, and as you are being lowered into the water, that represents the death of Jesus, the death of sin, that cruel death that Christ took for us. Because we know for the wages of sin, the punishment of sin is death. And Jesus hung on that cross and took that punishment for all our sin. So when a Christian is lowered into the water, it's representing that Jesus has died for them. And that they are dying to their sin. When those who are getting baptized are lowered under the water, it represents the death of Jesus. The death of life itself. Fully buried, defeated, gone. And what that expression is, is saying that old life, that sinful life, that life that I used to live before knowing you, Jesus, it is dead, it is buried, it is never coming back. And then the beautiful raising up out of the water is the resurrection of Jesus saying, I live a new life. I live in the power of Jesus. Power that can defeat sin, that can defeat death itself. And I am risen up to live a new life, to run a new race, to be excited about Jesus and not about sin, to live for him. And you know, at that moment, when Jesus raised from the dead, we we know the devil would have been struggling with that. We know that. Because Jesus is more powerful than anything the devil can throw. And at that moment of Jessica being raised out of the water, she stands as the child of Jesus. And we can pray for that mighty tower, that tower that protects all of us to be wrapped around Jessica and all those being baptised. 
because we know the devil is not pleased when he sees someone express their faith in such a way. Galatians 2.20 sums this all up in saying, I have been crucified with Christ. I'm dead to my sin. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It is no longer the things of this earth I want, but it is Jesus I want in my life. And the life I now live in the flesh, the life I now live on this earth, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In conclusion, I just want to give you three questions. First question, do you know Jesus as Saviour? For months at so, we have been talking about what happened on this cross. What happened when Jesus took himself to that cross to be punished for your sin. We've talked about living in the light. What it means to live for Jesus. What it means to be that child of God. But let me ask you a direct question, each one of you. Do you know Jesus as Savior? Do you actually know him? I talk to a lot of young people and there's a lot of young people that are pretending. They think it's the good thing to do. It'll keep my parents happy. Or it's the right thing in life to do. The thing is, that's not going to cut it. The question still stands, do you actually know Jesus? Can you express Jesus to your friends, that deep love that you have for him? Question number two. For those who do know Jesus as Savior, do you truly live for Jesus? Because this expression of faith, yes, we at times fall into temptation. Yes, life is a struggle. But this expression of faith in baptism is saying, I live for Jesus. Now, if you answered yes to both of these questions, my next question is, well, have you been baptized? Are you willing to say, I express to the world that I know Jesus, that I live for him, and that the old life is totally gone? I was reading a book this week, and it said in the most simple terms, Jesus hung on a cross, his body covered in blood, People spitting at him. Probably the most cruel death we've ever got on record. And he hung there for hours on end because he loves you. Surely we owe it to Jesus who is so open in his love for us to express our faith and love for him. Surely it's not that big of a question to say, do you know what? Jesus is Lord. He did the hard bit. He took the sin and he allowed himself to be cruelly murdered because of it. Now it's our turn. Are we going to say, do you know what, Jesus? I love you more than anything because you first loved me. That you were willing to give your life for me? Well, do you know what, Jesus? I don't care if my friend mocks me. I don't care, do you know what, if I get persecuted for my faith. 
you know what, Jesus? I don't really care if I don't even make a success in my life because I live for you. Because the price you paid on the cross, well, that is greater than all of those things. Acts 22 and verse 16 says this. What are you waiting for? Get up. Be baptized. And wash your sins away. Do you know that is my simple question here tonight? Is we have ran these services for 18 months. And if you are maybe sitting there and you don't know Jesus, or maybe you're sitting there and you're not really sure if you're living for Jesus 100%, or maybe you're sitting there and you're not baptized, here is the clear question from Acts What are you waiting for? Jesus is Lord and He is King and that is never going to change. Maybe it's time we start saying, do you know what? I'm going to express to the world that I love Him. And do you know if more of us did that? If more of us expressed how much we love Jesus and our faith in Him, maybe somebody else will get to know Jesus. Maybe somebody else will know Him as personal Lord and Saviour. Maybe we won't have you guys at school and there's only three or four Christians in your class, maybe more will become Christians. Maybe through just this simple act of saying, do you know what? Jesus is Lord and he paid my debt of sin and I love him for it. Maybe if we all just did that, maybe, just maybe, the Holy Spirit will move and more will become Christians. If you're interested in baptism and you don't attend Hamilton Baptist and you attend another church, please do speak to your youth leader, to your pastor. Don't worry, some of them I know are a bit scary. Don't worry about it. Just say to them, do you know what? I think I'm interested in baptism. If you're a member here, and you come to Hamilton Baptist, and, Hamilton Baptist, and you've never been baptized, please come and speak to myself, or David, or Robbie. We would love to be alongside you, helping you express your faith. And if anybody would like to chat about this book, Believe and Be Baptised, please just come and chat with me or you can go on up to Motherwell or Glasgow and get your own copy. Please, I beg of each one of you, as someone that loves Jesus and loves you guys, please consider where you sit with Jesus. Acts twenty two sixteen. What? are you waiting for? Let me pray. Father, we praise you for who you are. What an amazing, amazing God you are. That you are willing, even when we are broken, even when we were the ones that were shouting insults and spitting at your son, that you were even willing to love us that much. Father, I praise you that we can learn from your word and we can look through it and we can understand how you want us to live. And Jesus, I pray for the young people in this room. I pray that they will come to know you as their saviour. That more than that, that they'll be willing to live for you. And yet even more than that, they'll be willing to express their faith and declare aloud, shout, Hosanna, Jesus is my saviour. Father, you are an awesome God and you have given the best offer of love. 
Help us, Father, to love you in return and to live for you. Father, finally, I pray for Jessica. We praise you for her. We praise you for her family. Help her continue to be bold. Build her up. Create in her a passionate heart for you. And Father, we pray that you use her in great and mighty ways. Pray this in your wonderful name. Amen.